It's Wednesday, January 31st, 2018. I'm your host, Charlo Green. Welcome back to The Weed. Today, we find out which city in the world has the most expensivest cannabis. A Texas cop risks his career for cannabis reform. Police seize 65 pounds of weed from a police dispatcher's home. And we're finding out what the fuck is in your THC design. You don't want to miss this. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Weed. I'm Charlotte Green. Uh, we're warming things up with a salad blunt of Paradiso's green crack and a little mix of... <laughs> Where did I put... Oh, here's right here. Uh, this THC design that I was gifted um, from my friends over at Mary Jane yesterday. We are what's in your weeding um. You don't want to miss the test results on that. And there's a huge story surrounding um, the what's in your weed for today. So stick around for that. Um, this was your choice for yesterday's dank of the day from Paradiso, the green crack. And we are continuing our Paradiso swag bag giveaway with a bunch of legal weedy goodies like these cute pins. There are some postcards and then like matches and some other really cute stuff. If you can make it to Cali, I can throw one of these your way. So share, comment, get involved. Be sure to subscribe to the Weed Newsletter at theweed.tv, the Weed Podcast on iTunes, and you can of course watch on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Just search The Weed with Charlo Green and subscribe there. Now let's get into today's pod topics. Up first, did you know the same eighth you can get here in California that sold for about 25 bucks? Yes, eighths for $25. It's a regular thing here. That same eighth could be $50 in places like New York City or somewhere else that doesn't have as much weed floating around as we do here. So the Guardian set out to map where the cheapest and most expensive weed is found globally. The highest price per gram comes from Tokyo at around $28.45 per gram. So that would have made this blunt, because most of my blunts have at least an eighth in them, like $75, $80. Not that great at math, guys. <laughs> but this would be an expensive ass blunt. I do not how I'd be able to um, to keep up with my my habits. I am going to Tokyo in like a month, so uh, glad this story came out. I need to game plan that before I'm out there. Like, do we sleep inside or do we smoke this blunt today? <laughs> well, the cheapest marijuana was found in Ecuador, where the marijuana is around a dollar and seventeen cents per gram. Now, it's interesting to see the correlation between the legality of cannabis and the price of weed there. Tokyo has banned cannabis, and Ecuador has legalized cannabis for its residents. Now, um, maybe I'll be making a trip to Ecuador soon, checking out this $1 a gram weed, and then what's in your weeding it, of course. Um, I think Vice went there and checked it out, and the weed they are selling like through the government 
people are actually going to pharmacies and stuff and getting this dollar weed from the government. I think they call it piss weed. I think that's um, how they refer to it because it's just, it's all around garbage, according to the people that smoke it. It looks crazy. It looks a lot like the weed that our government has been growing for the last few decades for its couple dozen medical marijuana patients. We will be getting into all of that later on in the season. Um, but that weed didn't look good. It didn't look good at all. So interesting thing, I got work to do before I head over to Tokyo. Let us know how much is weed in your area. Can you comment? right now we're streaming this live for some of our viewers get involved in the conversation here in california um you can see it anywhere from like the 25 dollar eights there are some people like there's this crazy race to the bottom right now everyone is trying to make their last buck in the existing system before in about six months everything switches over to like recreational where it's super regulated so there are places with like $15 eighths for first-time patients or I don't think the the recreational places are doing that but rec um, medical places are and then on the recreational side of things I mentioned yesterday um, my boyfriend picked up an ounce of weed from the cookie store the recreational cookie store the taxes were 30 percent i think in all it was like a 600 dollar ounce of weed so that's the highest end um let us know but let's get on to texas of all places a dallas cop who has been on the force for 35 years is supporting the effort to reduce or eliminate criminal penalties for cannabis possession in texas and that expectedly kinda has left him in hot water leafly reports that nick novello was served by his department with papers demanding that he submit an internal statement about the issue novello made the statement and then decided to go public he told leafly quote the public needs to know this information people wonder why police can't police themselves this is why anytime we speak in the public interest even if it's critical to the public interest, they, the department, hammers us. They look to discipline and terminate us." End quote. Now, remember that weed is illegal outside of CBD oil in Texas for now. Nick Novello has tried to use his privilege and power to help residents gain legal weed access and maybe not spend time in jail over a helpful substance through his appearance in TV ads for House Bill 81 the failed bid to decriminalize cannabis throughout the state, as well as his own YouTube video to Donald Trump asking for cannabis to be removed from the Schedule 1 class. Now, it's clear that he and I are cut from the same cloth. We both knew that marijuana reform was bigger than us and our jobs, and we are both willing to risk it all for the people that actually need this care. So, Nick... I'm nominating you for our Weed Warrior of the Week. It takes a lot of courage and cojones to stand up, especially when you're a part of the system and speak out against it. So the fact that you're doing it and you're giving us a bit of transparency into why others aren't, that's so helpful. Maybe I shouldn't look at all police as if they are Nazis. Maybe I shouldn't. People like you give me hope. You're definitely not a Nazi in my heart. You're a hero.
On to North Carolina, where a police dispatcher was found with 65 pounds of marijuana at her and her husband's home on Monday. New York Post reports that the couple allegedly had $130,000 worth of weed. The couple also has two children under the age of 16 who live at the residence where the cannabis was found. After applying for a search warrant, officers searched the home a second time um, when they found bundles of, quote, high-grade pot stashed in a plastic container or in plastic containers in the bedroom. Also seized were a stolen gun from Georgia, a second weapon, digital scales, and vacuum sealers. Um, the woman was arrested and charged with several counts of possession and firearm possession. And um, she's no longer an employee of the Hickory Police Department and an investigation is reportedly underway. Now, my first thoughts when reading this article, $130,000 of weed, that's incredibly undervalued. That's only $2,000 a pound. And when you're out on the East Coast in a place that doesn't have legal weed, that's a crazy low rate to get it. I'm assuming it probably came from California where um, it's going for way less than that. But once broken down and sold, that shit's worth way more than $130,000. I know. I told you I wasn't good at math, but this stuff, I, uh, I got to know. Um, so we often also talk about stories of children getting into edibles. And if you have around 65 pounds of weed lying around with stolen guns, um, I don't know. I, I don't really know what to say on that part. I hope the kids were safe. I don't um, advocate for anyone underage to consume cannabis. Absolutely not. Unless you're a patient. And I don't think they do that out in the Carolinas. Uh, I don't wish raids on anyone except police. <laughs> so I'm glad justice was served here so that she and her husband face the same consequences that her police department imparted on her fellow dealers throughout her community. Hmm. Next up, California's new legalized recreational program apparently hasn't left much room for compassion. Compassionate care collectives have been around since the 80s during the AIDS crisis and many terminally terminally ill patients who are unable to fund their medication themselves would turn to collectives for medicine supplied through a donation basis. However, with the new laws, everything is being taxed um, around tracking from seed to store. And collective operators say with every passing day, it becomes harder to help the people that really need it. Um, here's a quote, people are going to die because of this. That's the owner of Sweet Leaf Collective telling Forbes. She says it keeps her up at night and it's the first thing she thinks about when she wakes up in the morning. This compassion program is saving so many people's lives. Sometimes when we make deliveries, the patient cries and says, I would be dead if it wasn't for you. These patients need Sweet Leaf and she truly didn't see this happening with legalization. Um, it was a moment just like that that made me decide I needed to say fuck it. So I totally understand. Now a lack of fun should never come in the way of a patient getting safe, reliable access to their medicine. With pharmaceuticals, we have Medicaid, but since cannabis's medicinal benefits have yet to be acknowledged federally, Medicaid ain't covering cannabis. 
Now, California, I told you this would happen. This is not a happy I told you so. I told you to look to Washington State where recreational weed cannibalized medical weed. Now, there is literally no medical marijuana in the state of Washington. Those 30% taxes apply to everyone. So patients are being recriminalized there for trying to grow their own because that was also made illegal or helping others because giving someone weed is a felony there. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. I saw this though when I read Prop 64. It was like, why would anyone, why would, especially in California where the people that need it have access, why allow this much room for fuck shit? I don't know. You guys pushed for it. Now you got it. And we will see if any of you patient advocates in California stand up and fight to stop this from happening. This is only the beginning. We're literally only three, four weeks into the implementation of legalization. Weeks. This is going to be going on for the next few years. We'll be reporting on it. And to finish off today's pot topics, a guy proposes to his girlfriend and gives her an ultimatum. It's me and the ring or the weed. <laughs> yeah. um, an anonymous letter written into Life Hackers from a guy that feels his year-long girlfriend is choosing the plant over him. He used her failed New Year's resolution to quit smoking weed as the catalyst for the letter, stating she could not even talk to me after the last time she got high. And he further goes on to say that it, quote, kills him every time she smokes. My thoughts, um, you say it kills you each time she smokes weed, but I'm guessing since you've only been together for a year that she did this before you started dating. Did you go into this expecting her to change for you? Were you under some weird ass assumption that you could fix her horrible addiction to this substance? It's just weed. And if it's a super heavy indica, perhaps you're not supposed to be able to talk after it. Or maybe she just didn't want to put up with your bullshit. And then you propose and give her an ultimatum because you know every great relationship starts off with it's either the weed or me. I know, well, I hope that this girl picked weed. I, I pray that this girl picked weed, even if she didn't. I hope she got the weed or the ring and then ran off to her car and smoked a big fat blunt with it on. It's crazy to me that people would get that far into a relationship. I'm willing to spend the rest of my life with you, but you have to stop. Do that's just, that's, that's asinine. I would love to hear what you think. I, of course, would be like, nigga bounce, nigga bounce. Just, <laughs> that would just be so crazy. Unfortunate, my man smokes more weed than I do, um, so it all works over here. But what about you? Would you be willing to smoke someone that didn't smoke weed? Date someone that didn't smoke weed? Would you be willing to 
to um, if you aren't a weed smoker and you're watching this, I guess, I don't really know. Could you put up with someone that smokes weed a lot? Let us know in the comments. We love getting that interaction going. And that actually wraps it up for today's Pie Topics. Comment letting us know what you think of these stories and you'll win this Paradiso swag bag if you're active. Head to theweed.tv for links to all the stories we covered. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter. Now let's get into the dank of the day, yeah. Today's dank is brought to you by Cape Town Collective. Find them at capetowncollective.com and Paradiso. Find them at paradisogardens.gardens on IG. From Cape Town Collective, we have Cape Town's La Platina. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I can't see how I couldn't be. Weed Maps describes this as a heavy hitting indica made from a cross of LA Confidential and Hash Plant. This is the best thing for nighttime medicating, but I'll make an exception. <laughs> Check it out for yourself at K-Town Collective on IG or off Melrose. They are now open for recreational weed. And then we have Paradiso Gardens Clementine and Sunset Sherbert. Leafly describes Clementine as a sweet citrus flavored sativa hybrid that combines tangy with lemon skunk genetics. It describes Sherbert, Sunset Sherbert, as a sweet citrus flavored sativa hybrid that combines tangy with lemon skunk Oh no, okay, there it is. <laughs> it's a full body, um, powerful strain elevated by a jolt of cerebral energy. That makes more sense because that was the same exact description as the last one. <laughs> now Paradiso invites you to a vacation from the everyday and to awaken your senses, stop, smell the flower. So um, let me know if you want me to enjoy Paradise in a Puff with Paradiso or roll up some of K-Town's La Platina. Let me know in the comments. Um, we'll be watching and I'll probably open up tomorrow's show with your selection like how I did with this green rack. All right. Um, now let's get into today's What's in Your Weed? What's in Your Weed is a segment where we purchase products for sale at dispensaries and then get them tested by scientists. Then read the results live just like Maury. This week, you know, we're, we're slowly rolling out the show, the new season. We are continuing to recap some of the most interesting what's in your weed results. Today on the testing block, THC Designs Lemon Meringue. Now THC Designs website is super high end and they even have a video and full page essay outlining the effect, chemical makeup, and much more for every strain. Their packaging is on fleek, super, super nice. Like I said, I opened up the show with a mix of the green crack and like that's where the other ones go. I don't really like joints. I just snuck some weed in there. <laughs> um, so it looks like you're getting something straight from a scientist's lab, but all that makeup and high-end beauty does not sway these test results. Now, I need to make sure you know that this was purchased at a dispensary that THC Design 
did not vend to. We were told, or when we told them we were what's in your weeding them, um, we were immediately responded to and they let us know that if the shop wasn't listed as a verified vendor, it likely isn't their product. The place we got it from was not listed as a verified vendor. Um, so they say this doesn't belong to them, but this is their packaging. So this review is for weed, a dispensary sold us in their packaging that THC des design says did not come from them. Buyers beware, this kind of thing happens all the time, okay? So we're gonna start with cannabinoid content. On their website, it says that uh, the lemon ring comes in at 28.87% of total cannabinoids um, with 28% THC. Uh, the test results are in and it comes to 27% THC, which is still within the margin of error. <sighs> Now what's most shocking is our test results show bacteria and yeast found in the sample, but that's not it. Our labs, um, farm labs in San Diego, found aflatoxin, which is a poisonous carcinogen um, produced by certain molds. <laughs> okay. From one look at the packaging and the website, you feel as if you're getting the creme de la creme, and I'm sure they put so much into their brand, so much more, like the packaging. They literally have billboards. Them shits are not cheap. This is in really, really nice shops. They put a lot into it. So if we were testing their actual product, I'm sure we get what they were promising. But someone is counterfeiting the fuck out of this product and putting this company and you, their patients, at risk, okay? Because the test results are saying that what's inside here is not matching what these people are actually selling. It's crazy, right? That's a little turn you weren't expecting. What do you do with that? I don't know. Fungus, toxins, bacteria, and yeast inside THC Design's packaging, but not from the company themselves, according to them. I don't even know what to do with this. Um, now this is from a test we ran May of last year, like one of the first what's in your weed thingy. So this was a big shocker to us, um, but that's just another level of this testing and the regulation and the tracking that's gonna help out all of you. The counterfeiting isn't going to be happening in legal weed where they track everything from seed to sale. So um, if you're going to a collective or dispensary looking for a specific brand, make sure you check with that brand that they actually vend to them. Counterfeiting. Crazy. Now if you bought a product you believe was dirty or marketed inaccurately and you want to find out the fuck is in your weed, send a suggestion to partners at theweedshow.co. We'd usually introduce our guest and go to an interview here, but we're doing a slow reintroduction of the show, so that'll come next week. Uh, the following week, we're adding new test results to our What's in Your Weed series. Yes, hide your pesticide, hide your mold. Everyone, be sure to subscribe to the Weed Newsletter at theweed.tv, the Weed Podcast on iTunes, and you can, of course, watch on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Just search The Weed 
with Charlo Green and subscribe there. Now that we are through with the show, I'm going to get tipsy. It's not tipsy. <laughs> it's not tipsy. I'm going to I'm going to get toking. <laughs> See you guys tomorrow. <laughs>